Hello, friends. Welcome to an episode of Notes on Work. Um, I have a very deep voice right now because I have some sort of cough thing. And I would likely cough in this episode. And uh, so enjoy, enjoy the coughs. Uh, but I'm here to tell you a story, a story about a problem that I finally solved that I've been working on. By working on, I mean like I just haven't been able to solve it for like a year, maybe two, um, maybe a year and a half. Have I been, okay, let's say a year because I have no concept of time and I'll be conservative. I've been trying to solve this problem for a year, but this has been a problem that's affected Livewire since its beginning. And that problem has to do with MorphDOM. And so before you tune out, if you don't know Laravel at all, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, listen to this podcast while you're doing something extremely unimportant. If you do know Laravel and you don't know, you know, MorphDOM or, and you're confused by when I say these things, don't worry about it. I think I have a way um, to communicate the problem without you needing to know deep internals of Livewire and such. Um, because I think it is a good, uh, I don't know, just story with lessons, you know, as always with like any good, you know, experience in programming where you climb a hill and you make it to the top and, you know, the things that helped you get there, it's worth telling because the those things are great reminders. The things, those little keys are great reminders to apply to, you know, problems that you're facing or problems that I'm going to face soon. Okay, enough of that. Story time. Dropping stuff all over the desk. Okay, cough. <coughs> Story time. Um, so Livewire in, at its beginning is... Uh, it's a frameworky thing that basically lets you create, you know, interactive front ends, but you do the rendering on the back end. Your blade templates, those things that create the HTML, that's all done on the back end. So in Livewire, you press a button, a toggle button, and that happens. Um, whatever the rendering happens on the back end, and then JavaScript kind of takes over and morphs the the currently rendered HTML in the browser to the latest HTML it got from the server. So we know this. You know this about Liveware. The thing that does the morphing is, I'm just going to call it MorphDOM. It, it's a tool called MorphDOM. It is currently MorphDOM. I've written my own that the next version of Liveware is going to be using. Um, and there's lots of, there's Nanomorph. There's other things that do this. DOM diff patching libraries. Uh, but I'm just going to use the word MorphDOM because whatever. It's, I've just always used that word. Even if I'm not talking about MorphDOM itself, let's just say MorphDOM, okay? So MorphDOM is a tool where you say, hey, take this element that lives on the page and m turn it into the HTML you get from the server intelligently. So instead of just completely hard replacing all that HTML, go through the HTML, figure out what parts have changed and actually make those specific changes so you can preserve the actual elements on the page, preserve any event listeners that are on them, any you know input states or focus states or stuff like that. Okay, you know all that stuff. But let me actually take... <coughs> Sorry another second. And uh, well, I'll explain you the problem without without talking about code necessarily. Um, well, first, we're gonna talk about a little bit of code. The problem comes from if statements in blade. When you have an at if in blade, and you are conditionally rendering a chunk of HTML in Livewire, when that HTML gets to JavaScript, JavaScript doesn't know that an if statement toggled an element on and off. It just sees that, hey, an element disappeared. And it, again, it, it doesn't really know the identity of that element. It doesn't know that it was actually removed. It thinks maybe, sometimes it thinks, maybe the elements uh, just changed, the first two elements, and there's one fewer element in the whole stack, whatever. Um, we don't have to go through the specifics of the algorithm 
But that is the fundamental problem is Morphdom just doesn't handle conditionals well. So when you use at if in Blade, you run into issues in Livewire. We tried really hard to solve these, but a lot of people to just get the job fixed for now is use wire ID or keys, add arbitrary keys to your elements. And usually that magically fixes the problems because you're explicitly telling the front end or Morphdom, you're explicitly saying, hey, this element is this thing. Like if it moved, you can track it. If it was removed, you know it's gone. Um, so that's one way to do it, but that's annoying because you have to add them yourself and there's confusion around that. <clears throat> so in my perfect world, you just use if statements and everything works great. Um, so this diff patching algorithm stuff, all JavaScript frameworks do this. They render virtual DOMs and they do this diff and patch thing every time an update happens. If your React component re-renders, it creates a new virtual DOM tree, whatever, that's analogous to this HTML diffing and patching that I'm talking about. And it does the diffing and patching. But the thing is, is that it knows about identity. It knows about if statements and things. So it doesn't, you know, these, these bad things don't happen um, as much. So uh, let me explain to you the problem in kind of a fun way that I was brainstorming before I recorded this. So picture you're sitting in a field of grass and I'm in front of you and I have three, um, let's say bricks and they're red bricks. There are three of them. They're stacked up one on top of the other. And inside these bricks, they're like fortune cookies. I put a piece of paper inside of each of them that you'd have to crack the brick open to find it. And it says A, B, and C. Okay. And now I have uh, brick A on the, on the floor and then B on top of it and C on top of that. And now if I say, and so what these bricks represent in our, so our analogy is these represent uh, HTML elements. So three P tags, one after the other, something like that. Okay. So you have these bricks and if you're staring at me and showing you these bricks and I tell you there's A, B, and C, I reach for A, I pull it really fast and the top two fall to the ground and I say, which two are left? And you would say, oh, well, B and C, A is in your hand. And I would say, oh, well, yeah, how'd you know that? And you'd say, well, I saw you pull it out, right? Okay, now consider this. That, that's more how JavaScript frameworks deal with this stuff. Now, this is Morphdom and Livewire. It's like, okay, look at these three bricks. Okay, now close your eyes. And I'm going to grab a brick. You don't know which one. So let's say I grab B and I yank it out and you hear the clink and whatever. Well, what, okay, then, okay, open your eyes. What, what, there's two left. Which two are they? And you would say, well, I have no idea. I didn't see which one you took. And I'm holding B in my hand, but you have no way of knowing that I'm hold, holding B in my hand. For all you know, I removed C from the top. And now A and B are on the bottom, but that's not true. That's not the case. Until you crack them open, do you realize that, okay? So that is Livewire and Morphdom in its, the best way that I could break it down in layman's terms, this problem. By the way, this episode is probably going to be twice as long as normal episodes. Sorry. So, yeah, that's um, that's the problem with Livewire and Morphdom because, again, that the rendering, the thing that knows about the if statements, the, the me, the hand that's moving the blocks themselves, is completely separated from the system that is doing the changing of the HTML in the browser. So there's this big... <coughs> sorry. Oh, boy. There's this big gap between those two um, things. And so these systems don't don't know these things. And so Morphdom is just trying to guess. So that would be, so what's currently happening in Livewire is, is things like you're like, well, I heard a clink, that was a brick. 
So I know that it, you didn't remove the top one, okay. Um, but I still don't know which one of these. Well, okay, I, I wrote down like cracks or hues of red that each block is. And so I think based on that information, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm just like estimating. I'm not dealing with any real concrete thing, right? <coughs> Man, if only I edited these things, I could edit those out, right? Okay. So now that you get the problem, let's talk about the path to my solution. At first I thought, okay, well, what if um, after brainstorming and, and dealing with this for a long time, I forget how I came up with this, but I thought it was really clever. I was like, what if when you have a blade if statement, it renders, you know, a tag, a div or whatever, okay, on the page. So if there's three divs on the page and the top one has an if statement, and let's say I hack if, I hijack if, and instead of it just being a normal if statement, what I do is when it's true, it just renders the div. When it's false, it renders some sort of placeholder tag. And I actually used a comment because it doesn't take space up in, you know, the page layout, but it's actually still considered an element. And basically what this does is it's as if I've kind of put a stent in for the rest of the HTML. I've put in a placeholder so that when MorphDom goes to do its thing, it's like, okay, there was this div here, now there's a comment. So we'll remove the div, we'll add the comment. And now these other two are in the same place that they were, rather than that weird thing that happens where, okay, there's three on the page, there's two coming from the server, I don't know which two are which two, I'm just gonna remove one and hope it works, right? So that was my idea, I thought it was really clever. It's like, add a comment as a placeholder, it does everything that I would need it to do. Um, here's the problems with that. The two fundamental problems with, with this that have just plagued me for this problem. The first one is what about when you have if statements inside of HTML tags? How often do you put at if inside of a tag to conditionally render a class or something like that, right? People do that. And if you, if I render a comment inside of an HTML opening tag, the browser is going to break. It does not allow that. That is not legal. That's not okay. <coughs> So that's problem A, problem number one. Problem number two is, what if that if statement contained multiple elements and I'm only adding one comment placeholder? So I would have to like do some crazy regexing to detect the amount of root elements and put in that amount of comments and that's just nuts, right? Okay, so that solution that I was really excited about, that's out the door, that doesn't work. So I gave up on this problem for a long time. I thought I was defeated. It's not like totally pressing, like life goes on, but it has always bugged me that newcomers can get tripped up with simple if statements. That bugs the crap out of me. So it's kind of stuck in my head. Okay, lesson number one. Lesson number one is talk to people. I mean, that's the really kind of the biggest lesson is communicate this problem to people. It, it could be invisible people, um, but I in, in my case, this was Mitch. I remember I was actually having like a bad day, which is not that often for me, but I was kind of venting to him. And this was just one of the things where I was like, I just feel like these systems are... Uh, they're just fragile in these ways that I can't make them solid. And so I'm describing to him my woes, not the common thing won't work. And we basically came to like, well, I'll just say, say he came to like, why don't you regex inside of that if statement and add in like a, an ID, a key. So those keys that people are adding manually, why don't you add them automatically? And uh, yeah. And so I was like, you know, at first I was poo-pooing it. I'm like, dude, regexing HTML is no fun and good. And there's all sorts of considerations. Like what if somebody already has an ID on that element 
and I need to, you know, it's just, I didn't, I was like bummed out about it. So I told him, <coughs> whatever, basically I, <coughs> I realized that that's, that's the best shot I have. So I went down that path, but I found similar problems. Okay, I still have the problem of needing to know if I'm inside of an HTML tag, but because I'm already willing to regex, I could figure that out with regex. That okay, the con the contents of this if statement have like a closing, uh, you know, caret or something, or whatever, less than or greater than angle bracket. So okay, so then don't add the if. But the other problem of this only works for one element. I need to do it for all the elements inside a conditional block. So I attempted that and then I gave up on it again. Now I'm revisiting all these hard problems and I'm like, enough's enough. I need to solve these things in Livewire v3. Livewire v3 to me is like the, the final Livewire. Even if it's not its final state, it's like the groundwork for what Livewire, all that Livewire could be. A really good, solid, extensible, stable core um, that allows you to do a bunch of wild stuff. And this is one of those big reliability things that I want to patch up. So I go to, to, to solve this again, and I take a different approach. I'm like, okay, what about this? What if I add in boundaries? So an if-else statement in Blade, what if I intelligently inject comments at the beginning and at the end of those blocks? With like, you know, maybe inside it's like all caps, like underscore, underscore, if, and underscore, underscore, end if, or whatever. And then I rewrite, you know, morph DOM, whatever, my morph code to to basically use this as a feature. And I'm let's call them conditional boundaries. They're like boundary, they're conditional markers where now I can actually, I have some information inside JavaScript about when a condition, when a conditional starts and ends, basically. And with that information, I can rewrite the algorithm to treat those blocks separately and to and basically to allow you to know which brick is which reliably, dependably, 100% of the time. It's basically as if, you know, in that thought experiment where you close your eyes and I remove a brick, it's as if like I write on the other bricks that I removed brick A, basically, you know, it's like, and you're like, oh, well, then these must be B and C, you know? That's the best way of describing this solution. So it's, it's rock solid. So I implemented in JavaScript, you know, it took a minute, super fun algo thing, but I did it. I'm happy with it. Love it. Then I'm back to the same problem is like, oh, but I can't put comments in opening HTML tags. So how do I figure that? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do the regexing. This is going to be fine. I do the regexing, but I, I failed to realize I need to add these conditional, uh, this, you know, whatever, these markers, these comments in the HTML. I need to add them whether the condition is true or false. And if you think about it, if the condition is true, I can regex to find that we're not inside an opening tag. But if it's false, I have nothing to regex with. I have no, no content. You know, if a condition is false, you straight up can't run that code because that would be so horrible to your users. Like if there's stuff inside a conditional block, I really can't run it. There could be database queries in there. So you know what I'm saying? I can't just run it and then not show it if it's false. I just can't run it at all. So I can't like do any runtime solution to figure out when to add these blocks. So I'm back to like, this sucks. I'm so burnt out on this problem. And I went camping this past weekend and I didn't think about it very much. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention is that these conditional markers, these if and end statements, this came to me um, in the middle of the night, basically. I was just kind of laying there spinning my wheels on this problem and, and came up with this. So that's, that's another, uh, I guess, common symptom of a hard problem solved is 
me thinking about it during some like laying in bed awake or doing some menial monotonous task and just kind of being like, okay, let's sit here and, and think about this problem and see if there's approaches I'm, I haven't even considered. Okay. So back to this regex thing, I'm totally like, whatever, can't do this, go camping, bummed out, come back, like Laracon's coming up, I need to demo Livewire V3, and I really want this to be finished, even though it's not something that is really even that demoable. It's like, I just, for my own reasons, I need this to be finished, or just punt on it. And so I get back, and I'm like, you know what, okay, I'm so burnt out on this, I need to pitch this problem to, uh, let's just say like knowledgeable colleagues and, but I don't want to waste their time. So I start putting effort into describing the problem. And then I start writing a GitHub gist where I lay out like the exact problem and two solution paths of like, maybe I just create a totally separate directive called wire if or safe if maybe I have like a tag called wire colon if or something, basically every solution I've ever thought of. I write out, I write out the whole problem and I start writing out all the solutions. Then I get to the end of the solution paths and I'm like, or instead of doing the regexing for the opening tag at runtime, <coughs> I could do it at compile time so that when I'm doing the compiling of blade, like you can actually hook into compile time, not just runtime, not basic. How do I put this? It's not like normal blade compiling. It's like pre-compiling where you're regexing for blade basically. And so I'm like, I could write a blade regex to look for at if and make sure that it is not occurring. It's only occurring after a closing caret or whatever angle bracket uh, in an HTML tag. So that is like, I started writing out exactly this potential solution. We're like, okay, I could regex at compile time. I could inject these comments at compile time. So the compiled HTML or sorry, the compiled PHP files in your Laravel app that aren't blade, but a raw PHP would have these comments automatically. There'd be no runtime hit. It would work totally predictably and solid. The only potential thing is if my regexing wasn't good enough and started causing weird things in weird cases. And that's just kind of something that I'm willing to accept that because I'll try my best, but then of course we'll fix a few bugs and over time it will get solidified and everyone will be happy. Um, but anyway, I just wrote this out and I was literally going to post this on Twitter, this whole problem statement, this whole gist. Like once I started writing it out in a gist, I was like, I don't need to just send this to my friend. I should send this to all of Twitter and have the world help me solve this problem. And I realized as I was writing it out that, oh, this is the best solution. Then I went to solve it. I solved it in like an hour and tested it and it's all great. And I'm super happy. Um, so this has been a tale of a time where I wrestled with a problem for at least a year and I kept, you know, chasing different solution paths and the keys that got me over these humps was communicating first and foremost, communicating the problem to friends, to myself, lying in bed, to a GitHub gist, to a screenshot, to a friend in telegram, whatever. All those things is like, man, if you're stuck on something, communicate it because you really don't need the person's input very much. You can come up with this stuff on your own. You can come up with the solutions. But for some reason, communicating the problem exhaustively to somebody who has no prior knowledge does wonders. Like, I'm sorry for being so loud and excited, but it really does wonders. Like, it's amazing. So if you hit a problem, distill the problem for yourself. But maybe a great exercise is open a GitHub gist and plan to publish it somewhere. And you'll put enough effort in 
to make it concise and clear. And you'll probably solve it yourself because that happens to me more often than not. So that's that. I'm really excited because Liveware, the new Liveware core, is going to have this functionality, which is going to make everything so much more reliable. It is hard to overstate how there is a part of the Liveware system that is inherently fragile. And there's no, there's only, so far it has been only ways to guess better. And now it's the light at the end of the tunnel. It is actually a way to concretely mark up the HTML and basically turn a system into a non-fragile system. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between fragile systems and non-fragile systems. And, you know, the symptom of fragile systems is dealing with unknown input. Um, and this is, this is something to cope with that and turn it into a non-fragile system by annotating. So whatever. Okay. Did you follow any of this? Um, if not, was that brick analogy, um, satisfying? I hope it was. I am excited about it. I'm glad that I was able to explain it to you in non babbly terms. And did you take away a lesson here? Because I did. And that lesson is communicate, 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 uh, sit on a problem for a long time, you know, let it simmer. Don't just settle for less. And yeah, write your stuff out, folks. Thanks for listening and listening to me cough. Bye.